I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Really Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. We've got a very special guest. Uh, he, he may be um, your personal legal counsel. He may not, but uh, I know him as a, as a man who uh, started F3 and um, immediately just, I think, came into the group and opened up and really became a, a good friend of mine. And I think over the years, I've watched him grow in his leadership uh, through leading at, at QSource Paradise Island, but also um, taking on a, a role as the site queue for uh, Golden Spike and uh, just continue to push guys to grow through the pandemic and, and help and keep guys connected and really, um, you know, just look forward to our discussion today with Saul. Uh, so Saul, we've got you uh, on. Um, and, you know, when we first started the podcast, they said, you better call Saul. Uh, and <laughs> here we are. So that's my, my first joke of the day. But um, Saul, I wonder if you would take us back to uh, just the beginning. Um, you know, how, how long you've been in F3? Where did it start? Who EH'd you? Um, kind of the origin of the name, all, all of that good stuff. Sure. Um, so Low Man, I would say, gets the most responsibility for EH'ing me. Um, he's in my parish. Uh, I think we were dropping kids off at school, and he's like, "You should. we should go have some coffee and like talk about this workout group. And my guards were up immediately. I was like, what's this guy want? I mean, I knew, I knew Paul low man uh well before he started f3 but i was kind of had my guard up and then eventually i think between him and a couple other guys at our parish um room service may have had a little bit of a role no dose maybe not as much big one but um eventually i posted at the oracle in october of 2018 so i'm coming up on my three year here <clears throat> and for our first workout, we had Dufresne leading it. Uh, and I think it was maybe his VQ, maybe not, but he had us uh, crawl through a tunnel of shit, basically. Sorry for my language. Uh, and that was his uh, nod to Shawshank Redemption, which is what he was named after. So I got home from that workout. I was all muddy because uh, it was like a muddy October day. And my wife was just like, what? what did you just do like you're working out with these guys and and they named you Saul and what's that about and so uh as a little background on my name I'm a lawyer by trade um I'm not sure whoever shouted out Saul if they had intentions of uh one thing I would classify Saul in the show as is kind of like a, a cheesy advertising lawyer um, I don't know if I fit the first part, but I do advertise a little bit on TV, so maybe that's where my, my name came from. But at any rate, um, it's kind of a whirlwind when you're getting named, and I was in the middle of that, and they just called me Saul, so that stuck. Now, I would say State Fried is maybe more of the, the cheesy marketing lawyer, right, of the group. I don't know. He's the, he's the one you always see on TV and uh, billboards and stuff, right? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they do quite a bit of advertising as well at his firm. So, 
maybe he's got me beat, but I maybe and maybe yeah. So they've got the safe ride home program, so hence his name. But yeah, that's kind of my backstory as far as leading up to my start with F three. And and where were you at uh, prior, just life wise, things going well, career going well, or what was what was life like for you before you started F three? I mean, did you know a lot of guys when you showed up? Uh, a few. So, I, I mean, I think just like a lot of other guys' stories, they didn't know how bad they needed F3 until it came along. Um, and that was definitely true for me. My lifestyle was very unhealthy as far as uh, work-life balance. Uh, that's something you and I have had a lot of discussions on, you know, and, and that's gotten so much better with F3 just kind of getting me focused on what's important in life and to the, to the point where I've gone through phases where my wife was like are you, are you still is everything okay at work like are you working enough you used to work x amount of hours and now you're only working this many hours and I was like everything's good I'm just like it got me refocused and so that was that was a problem uh before F3 and that continues to be something that I gotta make sure I keep in check. Um, and then, you know, I'd say on the friendship side, where I was at with, with F3 was a lot of good friends from high school, uh, but, and maybe it, I can't remember what the terminology is in Free to Lead, is it like legacy friends is, is how they describe it. And that, uh, that was so true. Like I had plenty of good memories with these guys. Um, but what was, what was the depth of the conversations we had on the few times we did get together was mostly just kind of very surface level conversation. And so I've gained so many more valuable relationships through, through F3 and gone beyond just kind of surface level talk with, with guys. So those have been two big things, I would say friendships and just better with the work-life balance. Well, and, and on, on that note, I mean, I remember um, sort of early on, you know, I feel like you had mentioned, like, you used to get up at the same time that you would get up to work out, but you would go to work. And then at a certain point, you had shifted so much that I remember asking you to, to lead um, at Paradise, and you were sort of like, uh, I don't know that that would be good for my, you know, kind of my concentrica, which was a, which was a really good, decision you know to really put the, put them first in the decision making process um so yeah i i feel like i, I can uh, definitely see some of that um how about how about the first staff um or may, maybe first second and third like where do you feel like you um have grown and, and maybe where you headed uh, going forward um so as far as like for, for each f from the beginning three years ago to now starting with fitness, I think, I mean, I've, I've gotten more fit by doing something besides just running, which is what my main thing was uh, before F3. So I wouldn't say like I've, I've conquered that, but that's of my least concern out of the, out of the three Fs. The fellowship has definitely grown with the um, more meaningful relationships and kind of getting to know, know guys kind of if I could just make like one of the big things for me with getting to know guys in F3 has been pre-runs 
Um, and I know that's a big backbone of uh, our relationship plague is that like we, when there was less members in F3, you almost had to like text each other to make sure someone was pre-renting that morning. It wasn't just a given. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how small the numbers were because why would you want to show up a half an hour early to go run by yourself? So um, through those pre-runs, you know, I got to know you and so many other guys just on a lot better level. Uh, so the fellowship has definitely excelled. And I would say like probably just the biggest thing that needs more attention, but it's not quite there as, as you know, faith. And, um, you know, my background is K through 12, Catholic education, uh, skipped over to Iowa State for public education for four years and then did law school at a Jesuit Catholic institution for three uh, so it's been in the background of my life, um, but, you know, kind of maybe for different reasons over the last year and a half with the pandemic, I've been doing remote church. I'm back in church now, but that's probably definitely something that, uh, comparing it to three years ago when I started to now, you've seen the least amount of improvement. Do you... Do you feel like F3 is giving you opportunities to accelerate in those areas? And, and if so, I guess, in what ways? Well, yeah, starting with faith, um, the opportunities are out there. And it's kind of on me to take better advantage of those or utilize those better. Um, and faith doesn't have to be just strictly doctrine and going to church. It can be a lot of the community service stuff that we do. Um, I I do some of that, you know, stuff for the community outside of F3 with coaching my kids in various sports. I feel like I've, I'm committed there. Um, but as far as like opportunity in the, the first two Fs and what F3 has presented, I mean, it's just the, the program of having a set time at different locations throughout this city, six days a week, where you can show up and meet someone and work out with them is just one of the best structures or ways that F3 is set up because it allows me for sure to connect with someone early in the morning, working out, taking care of those first two Fs. And I think it's just like part of the secret sauce. I mean, and it gets me, it gets, whenever I go to F3, and I'm, I'm not like a six-day-a-week guy, but when I do go, that, that day has started off on the right foot for two major reasons, being the first two Fs. I mean, getting that exercise in, getting those endorphins going, but also talking to people because my job doesn't really lend itself to uh, probably all the meetings that the plague has in his job and other guys that are in meeting heavy jobs. So like the social aspect for me to get that going in the morning is pretty huge because I may be a hermit in my office for the rest of the day after that. And so that just gives me a little bit of a, a boost for the day. I feel like too, I mean, there, there's a, a lot of it flows together, right? I mean, some of those pre-run conversations, we certainly get on faith uh, related topics and, and sort of talking about different things that kind of make you think differently or um, pick up on something that, oh, maybe I should try that. So, you know, it's, it's there too. I, I think um, 
you know, and just kind of um, zooming in a little bit on, on that third half, you know, do you feel like um, are there are there other opportunities that maybe we should be looking at to help make that easier for guys? Or, or is it really just the personal accountability on, on your side? Or is it something we need to, to be doing better as a just a in general, like giving guys um, more opportunities to, to connect and, and zoom in on a, on a faith perspective? Uh, for me personally, it's just about accountability on my side. I think uh, Wentworth does a great job and Lemon Law did a great job uh, leading the third F component. And we've had guys that have just, you know, free to lead to do something like they want to. Tube Socks last year put, put together something for a run around Thanksgiving. And there's kind of countless other examples. I don't want to forget, you know, Sparty, who's undertaken the major uh, F3 Foundation Brick Builder Scholarship Fund. You know, just so many things out there. You know, for so for me, I think F3 Omaha's, they present the opportunities. It's more about me um, utilizing those opportunities. Yeah, totally agree. I, and even if for the foundation, they didn't choose the best lawyers in, in the group, <laughs> um, you know, it, I think I think it is still a good thing. No, it's I, it's funny sitting here with two lawyers on the phone, and um, no, that's that's really good. I, I wonder too if um, you know you've participated in a lot of Q source uh, discussions, and clearly you've you've read Free to Lead. I can hear that just in in the discussion. And you know, one of the things that we I've zoomed in on in my life is the concentrica model, and you start looking at where that comes up in in Free to Lead, and it's really this point where um, you know, guys are bringing up community sort of volunteer opportunities and they say, well, where do you start, right? And free to lead, it's kind of going through, where do I start giving back? Where do I start helping? And, and they pull up the Concentrica model and it's, we'll start helping uh, with the people that are in closest proximity. And so I love what you mentioned about like coaching your kids sports team is totally a way to invigorate male community leadership right there's a lot of dads that aren't even showing up to their kids games let alone coaching uh their kids team and so i, I think that's a fantastic example of you know just equipping men to lead in those areas too because that's a lot of fun you get to be with your kids but you're also influencing uh, a lot of other people too so I, I think that's a really good um example of like you're you're serving it doesn't always maybe feel like it but it really really good example well, thank you. And you guys will be happy to know for my son's uh, sixth grade basketball team, we do a lot of warm ups. That would be something you'd see at Warmarama. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. See, you're, you're, and you're teaching them all three Fs too. Uh, what could be better? They've got the uh, cadence count too. Do they? Oh, I love yeah. that. It's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about, so, so as time went on and I think um, just right sizing your expectations and stuff with your family, um, eventually, you did have another opportunity to lead at an AO, and you took over as the site queue at uh, Golden Spike, and um, did that for you know a year and a half. And you know, tell me how how was that experience for you? What um, did that change anything, or give you a different lens on anything, or what was that like? Um, <clears throat> I mean, as far as just being at the Spike on Fridays, it's it was less it was less that it was more of the leadership behind f3 omaha that i got a front row seat to uh that i got to see the inner workings and what's what's the big picture and what are we what are we trying to do um but certainly like on a 
more local level at the actual Golden Spike AO, it was it was a great opportunity to kind of lean into some new guys that were showing up there. And they were also new to F3. Some of them hadn't queued yet. And I I tried as much as I could to see if I could get some BQs. And I, I don't know how many BQs I got in the year that I was the site queue there, but it was very much an effort uh, that, that I had, a goal I had, because that's, you know, lock and step with what the mission is. Um, we got to get those guys out for their VQ because I think everything kind of snowballs from there um, if, if they stick with it. But that's one factor in it. And did you, I mean, you kind of had to see Mother Goose coming, right? I mean, that guy just came in and immediately started accelerating. But what was that process like, finding another guy and kind of building him up to prepare him to take over? Uh, I don't think I needed to build him up, but he... He, no, he's doing such a great job. Um, it's almost like, man, I wish I would have done this or that. And he's just doing a lot of good things at, at the spike. Um, I've known him, you know, pre-F3 because we both went to the same high school. But I think, I think he did his VQ maybe at, at the spike. And he's got a background as a football coach. And everyone was just blown away. Um, I'm not sure if either one of you guys read that. But he... He did a great job there and he's adding new things like there's um, a rosary after the the workout, uh, which is something I've not seen <clears throat> offered at any F3 uh, Omaha site. Uh, and he does that because he can't uh, make it to coffee, but he figured out a way to kind of have his own touch with, with Golden Spike. So he's doing a great job there. I, I did not prepare him. Uh, he is He is doing a great job with that site. And uh, shout out to Big One. He did a great job launching the site and getting it going because uh, that's certainly a tough thing to do is to set the table, so to speak, and start a new AO. Yeah, those gold shirts, man. Oh, I don't know. If you've seen those, they, they look pretty nice. The gold, the gold shirts with the uh, black writing on them and logo. Yeah. That's, that's a first. Um, what, uh, you know, I'm remembering, uh, you know, whose VQ I remember at the spike was Slaughter, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and, and he took us to that hill, and he, and he went to the bottom, and he just goes, welcome to the slaughterhouse, and I just, I remember a couple guys, I think, took off and left, you know, Pony left, uh, and, you know, it was like, okay, what's he going to do now, and then he broke out those lights that, um, or in movies, I've only ever seen them in movies. You know, you snap the light and throw it into a dark alley and it lights everything up. Anyway. Um, something what, yeah, something a former military slash veteran would do. Yeah. What, uh, I wondered, any fun memories or, you know, things that you remember the last three years that, that you would share, just things that stood out to you as being exciting or fun or memorable? Um, you know, there's so many. The first CSOP would probably be one of one of them i think that was spring of 2019 april of 19. um that was certainly up there there's also you know you kind of just remember some of your first time your vq or it's the first time you queued someplace um you know what i was thinking about woodshed the other day uh pony and that I'll dig through some of my old workouts if I'm planning a new one. So I'll like reread some of the COTs I 
I said there. And like one of the things I said at uh, like that COT, which was at the beginning of 2019 was something about just how welcoming of a, of a culture F3 Omaha is. And it's, that still, I believe is a big part of, of our culture and continuing to engage with guys that show up for the first time as an FNG or continue to come back. Um, so some of them kind of winding around, but some of those first workouts I led and just kind of taking a side note, like as far as it's funny looking back at that and we still have that same culture here. Um, and then I, I really enjoyed the Brick Builder event this spring or summer. That was a great time as well. Um, at, at one point, I, I did have kind of a fondness for the winter and like working out in the winter, but I'm not sure if I'm becoming bitter. Uh, but that's less and less one of my favorite pastimes of, of F3 is when it gets super, super cold. So my frequency of posts during the winter, you might see kind of drop compared to uh, to where it's at now. But I'm not going away, but it's going to be less frequent. I will say that would probably be my only disadvantage of being a side queue is you have no excuse not to be there in the cold winter time, in the winter quarters, <laughs> anything that's going on. I mean, we did a queue swap uh, between yeah. the Combine Golden Spike during the, uh, during the blizzard, and it was absolutely brutal. Um, but, yeah, well, you kind of touched on uh, FNGs. I guess we want – we usually ask, I guess, what advice would you give an FNG? And we've actually been asking as well, what advice would you give the guys if they run into an FNG? Um, so for the first first part to the FNG, as far as advice to them, I always just tell them to lean in. And it doesn't have to be 100% lean in right away, but there's a lot of guardrails that people put up in their life or barriers is a better way to put it. Guardrails has different meanings in F3, but like a barrier they put up in their life to when they start something new. And just to kind of let your guard down a little bit and be okay with some of the goofiness that seems goofy right away at F3, the different lingo and uh, it's super unusual to see grown men hugging each other at 5.30 in the morning when you see each other. But if you, you know, we got some huggers in our group and like there's a lot of things that can be weird at the beginning, but just to like embrace it. Um, and of course, just keep showing up. That's a big part of it. Um, and, I, and I've listened to some of your guys' other guests uh, talk about this and maybe you guys have commented on this too but to the fng like don't think that you need to be like this guy over here that does six days a week or that it's an all or nothing proposition because you need to figure out how this new thing in your life fits in with all the other different puzzle pieces um so that that's what i'd say to the fng to the fellow pax member that is um kind of trying to engage with the FNG at the first workout is just to continue to have that welcoming, you know, sort of approach with them. And I, I think that's a big part of our culture is we're welcoming, we make people feel like they belong because we're open to all men. Um, 
whatever way you can do that, whether it's just partnering up with them, talking to them right away at their first workout. Um, and then, you know, when they're done and they get named, um, you just kind of leave, leave them with a good impression of what kind of group we are. So. I love that. I always, I always try to pair up with the FNG and then, and then find out, you know, what I always ask them, like, what do you want your nickname to be? Uh, and then I, I try to get some information on them that we could use for a name. Uh, so, you know, and that's kind of fun because then, then when you get to the circle, uh, now my most recent failure, though, was a guy who we named Light Bright, whose nickname should really be A-Rod because uh, he was wearing, you know, like a baseball shirt. And um, he doesn't, you know, anyway. Was he uh, wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt? So he needed to be, like, named uh... – yeah. Yankee or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think he was wearing an Atlanta Braves. It was either going to be Ricky Vaughn, you know, from um, Major League or, uh, you know, but I don't know. He just, he was a volleyball player. And um, so I just was like, A-Rod, we're calling you A-Rod. And I called him A-Rod during the workout. And then his name got, got uh, you know, finalized as Light Bright. So I still call him A-Rod when I see him. Uh, <laughs> well, I think a topic that needs to be further explored is just the science or art of, of the naming. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of guys that I'll stand next to that'll say, okay, just wait until like two or three names get out and then put yours out there. Because if you come in with too good of a name right off the bat, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Wait time. Wait time is always getting his name and his names in there. Yeah. I'm convinced people don't want to give you the satisfaction plague of getting the name. Yeah. That could, there could be. I did name Wentworth's son. Uh, Frosted Tips, though. That name did get used. Just if you're out there, Frosted Tips, we can't wait to see you, buddy. Uh, I think he begrudgingly goes along with that name. Frosted oh, he has to. Yeah. 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 What, um, you know, you mentioned um, being welcoming. <laughs> and I'm curious, as a site cue, did you identify or were you, were you able to sort of identify some best practices or like, what are those little things that you feel like do create a welcoming experience? Is it like the guy who brings the FNG should team up with him? Uh, I know Pony's got some opinions on that, or is it, or is it like um, talk to talking through cadence or what do you think is best to, to create that welcoming environment? I mean, a lot of things you, you just said, and I, I think either you, if you bring the FNG, I think it's okay to either team up with them or not team up with them. Kind of depends on what the FNG's uh, personality is. If they feel like they're gonna, if they're really shy and they're gonna feel like they're on too much of an island, and you need to kind of hold their hand a little bit the first workout, that might be good in the long run for them to come back. Uh, and it just kind of depends on the FNG that you bring. Um, but I, you know, as the site queue at the end of the workout, you get their contact information. Um, you're going to have either through the Google Sheets roster or, or just in your phone, you're going to have their information. So I think it's, it could be on the site queue. I know Slow Pitch is really good about this. He'll reach out to people and say, hey, it was, it was good to see you today. And I think he does that practice with, with new guys as well. Um, and I think that's real, real important for, uh, engagement at the beginning and having that person basically not be a one-off FNG that only posts once or twice. So all of those I think are, are good. 
Yeah, no, that's great. I, I think um, there's a lot of little things, you know, that we, that we can do. Realize that like they're coming into this and, and you were once where they are too. You know, I've noticed the longer you guys are in F3, there's sort of, we can get territorial or we can um, act a certain way when new guys come in and we want to be the same welcoming group that was there when, when you started, you know, when I started, um, the guys were all really welcoming. On that note, like in general, we have grown so much with numbers that um, I'll admit, like I liked the, the smaller groups. I liked when we were a certain size um, and when I, I could show up and know a bunch of people. I, I went to the, the coop this morning and I knew a handful of guys, but I, I didn't know everyone. And there's no problem with me getting out of my comfort zone to meet more people. Uh, and, and I think it's, we go in phases. I mean, like we have a bunch of new guys join us in the warmer parts of the year and we need to expand and get more sites so we can get to that like low low teens number basically for, for numbers. But it's, it's been a good thing overall. Uh, but I will acknowledge a little bit of maybe grumpiness I had during the process, like, Oh, like I used to, there's only two options or three options on this day of the week. And I'd for sure see so-and-so if I went here and for sure see so-and-so if I went there. Now it's like, I may go three weeks without seeing some of the guys that I used to see two or three years ago. And, and that's okay. That's the opportunity for me to build more relationships. Uh, but I, I did want to throw that in there. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel, I feel your pain. It's, it's been interesting because it's, it, we haven't had a choice. You know, there wasn't, nobody asked if we wanted to expand. There was just a need and, and pressure from the packs. And, and so we, we moved where the packs were going. But it's those guys you used to see every day that now there's five or six workouts every day. So good luck figuring out where somebody's going to be, right? Like uh, I saw Huffy this morning. He was like, where you been? And I've been like, I kind of like took offense to it. I was like, well, I've, I've been working out, man. Like I've been working out where have you been and like it, it we're all just used to being seeing the same people and now there's so many options it's like I was working out I was just at one of the five or six options that day I want to back up a little bit you had mentioned early on just kind of the oh just and I don't know if this is a constant battle or just something you've got to be aware of but um this uh idea of, of like work sort of pulling you back in a lot of times is trying to be number one priority have you found anything that's been helpful to just you know redirect or, or pivot priorities when when work starts to pull um you know is there like a, a trigger or a, a thing or something you found that that you've been able to effectively right size priorities again um, I try to be deliberate with the days I don't work out, um, limiting the days I go in early. Currently, my schedule's, you know, about three posts a week, and then one other day of the week, I, I work from home before I take the kids to school. And then one other day, um, I go in early, so I don't take the kids that day. And I think the time with them on the way to school and you know, talking to them is, I'm not going to get that time back. So especially with us spending more time at home last year at the beginning of COVID, um, I started to transition to, I'm going to take them to school every day and that's going to be my thing. So 
my kids keep me in check with making sure that I don't just get to the office too early and I don't see them until five. Like I want to drop them off at school. And that's been one thing to kind of make sure that work doesn't get uh, the better of me. And then like I've got a hard stop time of five o'clock at the office, like, and then I'm out. I'm trying to be very structured about that. So things don't spill into family time, friend time. Um, I just try to keep that stuff in check. I, I can feel, you know, it's kind of weird to talk about, like it's an addiction or something, but it has been, I mean, it has been somewhat of an addiction in my life at some points because uh, like you said, when I, when I started going to F3, getting up early wasn't the problem. Like I was getting up way before five to be in the office. Um, but I, I start to know like when I'm feeling kind of unbalanced with my commitments in my concentrica. And it's, it's hard to describe all the other things I do to, to make that happen. But those are a few things definitely that, um, being structured with my schedule uh, can kind of ensure that I'm not getting, giving work too much attention and family life uh, too little attention. Man, I, you nailed that. I, I think, um, and Pony was taking notes, which is good on you, Pony. Uh, but I, I think we all can get that that way, right? I mean, <clears throat> you know, as men, we we want to add meaning and value to life and the things we do. Um, and oftentimes work is like right there, like teed up, right? Here's the thing you can do to add value. Um, but, but you have to really introspectively sort of search for like what's real, right? So like you mentioned, my family and this time with my kids that I'm never going to have again, I need to do that right now, you know, because my job will be here in 10 years or, or a job of some sort. My kids won't be this age or want to talk about these things or, you know, whatever, um, ever again, right? They're only a, a certain age um, at once. So I, I love that. And that's, a, that's been a struggle of mine, too, is like, I'm really good at sending emails and attending Zoom meetings, but those things don't add a ton of value. Um, and I, I've, I've come to enjoy, uh, there are mornings where I don't have meetings and I get to, to take Georgia, my daughter, to, to school um, and, and her school's far enough away from our house right now that it's a good drive with her on the way there. And that's a good, um, conversation with my Emma on the way back. Um, so kind of both, uh, you know, both of those relationships get filled up, but I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I just appreciate you guys' perspective here because I do come from a different lens of, I just turned 30 and I'm young in my career. So I definitely still have those aspirations of, Hey, I need to work my ass off as hard as I can, as long as I can put in the hours and do those things. And it's just a good reminder that, yeah, it's, it's okay to, to do those things, but I, you know, I admitted to, to play today in our, our discussion of Bible study that this last week and a half, I was prepping for a jury trial. I was probably neglecting my M somewhat, right? I wasn't pouring enough into that relationship because I was putting too much emphasis on this, this one side. So I definitely commend you for that. And it's, it's an inspiration that I, I should recalibrate. I should do those things that you, that you guys are acting upon right now. So I, I definitely appreciate you sharing. Yeah, when you know you've got a baby coming, so you'll uh, <laughs> your schedule. You won't have your own schedule anymore. You will be at the whim of trying to keep that human being alive. But um, you know, I I have regrets. Um, 
about how little I was around for my oldest, who's who turned 12 about a week ago. But he, like, I was at the beginning of the career. Um, I was 25, just out of law school. My wife and I, we got pregnant right away. Um, and I was just loving being a lawyer. Um, I can't say <laughs> I'm quite at that love still these days. It's a good career and everything. But uh, I was grinding and I would leave the house early. I wouldn't see him. And then, you know, it, he was a really good sleeper. So you go to bed at 6.30 at night and I would be home at 6. So I saw him like a very small window each day. So uh, you never get that time back. Uh, but you can always work harder later on in life once the kids are out of the house or, you know, whatever. But we've all got 24 hours to work with every day. So um, use it wisely. Yeah, that's that's uh, that really great um, insight and, and advice. I appreciate you going there with us. I just um, really respect your opinion, and I, and I know it's something a lot of guys identify with. So it's just how do we all get better in those areas? And um, you know, it's an adjustment for us all, right? So none of us are perfect or have this thing figured out, and and we probably won't. Um, at least at least uh, none of the guys I know have it figured out. So um, yeah, I just appreciate you, you sharing that with us. I will. Um, you know, I'm curious. Um, I don't know if you have any any uh, major opinions on your least favorite exercise. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we have tended to ask some of those um, questions as well. But uh, uh, any any other advice or insights you would share with the packs, just in your experience? Uh, so I'm going to give you a non-answer here, and what what I'm going to say is I've I've heard you guys ask this question, and I my non-answer is that there is an exercise out there for every PAX member that is their kryptonite and there's a exercise that is their number one strength and you would not know it looking at all the different individuals and shapes and sizes but some guys just totally crush burpees and then some guys burpees are their kryptonite and they can't do it but like like iron packs for example is something where you see how quick some of these guys get stuff done and you're like i would never place you know like no offense to who, you know whoever anonymous tax member i would never place you to crush that many burpees in however many minutes and uh that that's i think everyone's got a, a huge strength in an exercise and everyone's got a huge weakness uh but i can't say i've got something i really just hate as an exercise are you eyeing a career as a politician Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like a true lawyer, man, there's no no reasonable doubt in that answer at all, right? I, I, I'm not sure I even know what that term means to use it uh, there, but but I like that answer. I think that's good, you know, and I think you're right. I mean, I think um, it's definitely not been the same exercise for everybody. Hey, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to take us out in the name Rama. Before good? you do that, I'm going to jump in and say I appreciate you guys doing this. Oh, it's, man. Uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to you guys talk to people. Uh, something I do is I'll, I'll listen to some of your podcasts on Sundays while I'm doing yard work or whatever. So uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, man. We, we love having you on. This was a very insightful interview. So you got to come up with a creative name for it now. The, ver the verdict is out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'll get Brandon Fliardi, 35, The Plague. The play. John Whitworth, 30, Pony Express. Nay! <laughs>
Done. Cut again. 38. Stall. Stall. Nice Stall. job. Love it, man. That was good. Thanks, guys.